You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. What's up, music lovers? Welcome to Modern Musicology. My name is Alan, and after being apart last week, the gang is back together this week. We've got Stephanie Seymour. Hello. Rob Levy. Sup. And Anthony Williams, a.k.a. A-Dubs. Greetings. All right. This week, we are going to be talking about artists we wish we had seen. So everybody has got that sort of like wish list and you know, we aren't always able to make all of them. And I've got a lot of ones that I kind of have some regrets about never seeing. So that's our topic tonight. We're going to see what our musical wish lists are. So before we get into that though, what has everybody been listening to this week? Anthony, you want to kick us off? Yeah. And this kind of feeds into one of my picks for artists I wish I'd seen because I am seeing them at the end of this week and that's Porcupine Tree and I have been listening to a lot of their music over the last week they played their first show in 12 years last night so we're recording this on Sunday September 11th so they played on September 10th the set list has hit the internet so I've been scouring it to see which lesser well-known songs I'm not so familiar with, listening to those, really just getting myself prepared to go and see them. Uh, it's been very exciting. I've been really digging them. Um, aside from that, been listening to a lot of a, a Scottish band called Vukovi, V-U-K-O-V-I. They're kind of, um, I guess I'd call them like noise rock. They're not quite metal, but they're lots of kind of chugging riffs and loudness to them they're very very kind of angry and uh i really like them um wonderful female singer who has a great voice uh the guy who plays guitar is um certainly knows how to riff so they've been really fun i don't know if if you saw this i put out a thing on the modern musicology facebook page um a couple of days ago asking people what they're listening to right now and a guy mentioned the chats and I was like, well, if you've been listening to our show lately, you know how much Anthony and I love the chats. <laughs> so I hope you told him to get fucked. <laughs> I didn't think of that, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, what you been listening to? So I have started uh, a new book, actually. Uh, I thought I'd start with that. Uh, Martin Ware from Heaven 17 mm. has written his autobiography, which is much more about stuff other than music than I thought. It's volume one, but it's called Electronically Yours, volume one. Uh, it's much more interesting than I, I thought it was going to be. Uh, he's in Heaven 17 and formerly of the, of the Human League, our British Electronic Foundation. And uh, it's really interesting if you're curious about, you know, pop music in Britain in the early 80s and late 70s and that sort of era. I know we talked about like 1982 previously. Um, it's an interesting book about that sort of time period and making music in it. Uh, so I've been reading that. Um, I've been listening to Reset, the new album from Sonic Boom, formerly of Spaceman 3, and Grizzly Bear. Their manic love of the Everly Brothers made them 
decide they wanted to do an album together of songs in that vein. And it's really, really good. Um, and as we all know, everything old is new again. And uh, the Lightning Seeds have returned uh, with a new record called See You in the Stars. It's really poppy. It doesn't sound like a lot of these, a lot of these bands, when they reform after years and years, sort of, sent, sort of tend to sound a little more different than they did when they left. This sounds exactly the same. And I know it's Ian Broody with session players, but it at least has the same sound. Um, it doesn't feel discernibly different, which is great. Also, an artist you're going to be hearing a lot about probably in the coming months is Ginger Root and uh, the album Nisimono. It is very interesting sort of um, pop. It's not really electronic, not really rock, but it's sort of an interesting little uh, catchy little indie record um, that I'm listening to. And um, also the new Peel Dream magazine album is out. And uh, that album's called Pad, which is uh, also pretty cool. Uh, so I recommend that. And then two singles, Dry Cleaning, uh, who are probably another band that uh, is going to be on a lot of people's best of lists this year. They have a single out uh, dropped this week called Gary Ashby. If you just want two minutes of pop pleasure, it's great. The other one is, I got this completely out of left field. And it's, it's one of these things when you, you hear the artist and you hear what the song is, you're like, what is this? And, and it's, it kind of gets you curious so placebo who have just canceled their entire american tour thank you um, <laughs> yeah yeah Mar yeah the whole tour is off um but they have released a cover of tears for fears shout oh um that it is yeah and i'm just kind of like it's kind of jarring you're like okay this is either going to be incredible or it's just going to be a mess right it's really really good um it's 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 hard for me sometimes to listen to covers of songs that I'm like super familiar with just because I can't distance myself from the thing. But this is completely different. The only thing that's really the same is the, is the chorus and sort of the, the really heavy um, drums that go in it, but everything else is different. It's really intriguing. Um, and I, and I really like it. So that's, that's what I've been, I've been listening to this week. That's cool. Stephanie, what you got? So I have two, very different things. Um, the first is actually a work colleague of mine who she's a young, younger girl. Um, well, younger than me, <laughs> which is not hard to do, but, um, her, she goes by, um, control 94 and it's C T R L 94. And her music is sort of like ambient, like synth pop instrumental, really cool. Like it's like a nice throwback to that kind of you know, synth sound and she does really dreamy stuff. And this new single she has is called silver. By the way, her real name is Kayla Smith and she's just, she's so talented. Um, so this new single, like I said, it's called silver. Um, and you can find her in like on Spotify and SoundCloud. Um, so I, I highly recommend that. Uh, the other thing I've been just obsessed with is that we finally saw the Elvis, uh, documentary, uh, movie, oh, sorry, the nice. Elvis movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I don't know, m most people know, who know me know that I'm obsessed with Priscilla Presley and, and, uh, and Lisa Marie to some extent. And, and I really do love Lisa's music. Um, but through my obsession with Priscilla, I got wicked into Elvis over the years. And, um, so, and I've read so many books and whatever. And so I thought, well, I just can't imagine anybody playing him or capturing his, you know, essence. And I was kind of going into it with a little bit of 
trepidation, even though every review I've read or anyone who's I've, I've talked to just is over the moon about it. So it, when it started, I was kind of got, like with my, you know, arms crossed, like, okay, prove it. <laughs> and I swear by like halfway through the film, I was, I was like, okay, this is really, really enthralling. And I just, by the end of it, I was like, my mind was blown when they got to the scene with like the, you know, he's doing the, uh, last, you know, shows. It was so, so incredible. Uh, and everyone was so great in it. And I mean, Baz Luhrmann does Baz Luhrmann, you know, whether you like that or not, you know, and he's over the top. The only thing I didn't really feel like worked in that movie is the weaving in and out of some of the newer music. I don't really know why that seemed to me the only that, that anachronism. That's the only me. anachronism, right? That but so why I don't see if the, he had done more of that and different things, I maybe would have understood why I did it. But anyway, I was blown away. So that's, that's my, my two things. Man, that Elvis movie has gotten an awful lot of positive response. It, it blew me away. Wow. Although I was yeah. really pissed. They couldn't find there's, there's not one actress really in Hollywood that looks like Priscilla Presley. That could, that's just my pet peeve though. Like, there's yeah. so many people they could have gotten. Although the one woman who played her was was very good. Hmm. It's on well, the list of things that we're going to watch in the Williams household in the it's next. It's highly weeks. recommended from the Seymour household. <laughs> <laughs> from one household to another. Exactly. So, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we weren't all together last week to record. And that's because three of us were at Dragon Con in Atlanta, which I mentioned in our last episode. And so most of my listening this past week was really in preparation for that. We did a couple of, uh, we did a couple of music panels. We did one on uh, David Bowie's films and we did one on the 50th anniversary of the Ziggy Stardust album. And we did a prog rock panel. So most of my listening this past week has all been uh, centered around that stuff. And Anthony and I put together a prog Spotify playlist Ooh. that we could kind of give out to um, the people who came to the panel. We made a bunch of copies with a QR code and, um, you know, it, it was it was a lot of fun to put that together. I uh, got to listen to a lot of stuff that I haven't heard in a while. And Alan, for the purposes of anyone listening to the show, can we put the link to that in the little show blurb that will mm -hmm. show up? Yeah, because I'd like to hear that. I'd love actually, to yeah, and actually, I, I had intended to like just put it out as its own post, and I kind of forgot to. So I will definitely make sure they include it as we put this out. Excellent. Um, yeah. So we're going to take a super quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about artists that we wish we had seen. So... Be back in 30 seconds. Hey, hey, we're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. Almost 12 years old. Davy Jones was it for me. <laughs> I was having problems dancing and tambourining. I got overzealous <laughs> and overly excited. Like we've had our own little version of Monkey Mania 50 years later, which is just crazy. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and monkeyingaround.com. And we're back. And uh, for this week, we thought we would talk about bands or artists that we wish we could have seen. 
this is the concert season. You know, it's summer, early fall. This is when all the tours are happening. Festivals are getting over. There's lots of talk about live music and people seeing shows. And a lot of us get to miss tours that we want to see. And uh, it got me thinking to, you know, artists that I wish I could have seen, whether I missed the tour or whether I was too young or just timing was wrong or whatever. And that is where we are, sort of looking back longingly at artists we wish we could have seen <laughs> but didn't get to, and our life is not fulfilled because of it. <laughs> That's right. Wow. We're sad. <laughs> We're a sad bunch. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things you could choose from. Um, so I guess, Steph, uh, we'll, we'll start with you. Yeah. Which artists or bands did you wish you could have seen uh, that you didn't get to? My number one pick is Linda Ronstadt. Oh, and I mean, obviously, also heartbreakingly, I will never see her because she doesn't, you know, can't really sing anymore. Um, I think she can kind of sing around her house and stuff like that. But um, so anyway, yeah, she's I, uh, one of my all time. Really, she's just like an idol. I mean, and, and just just nobody ever, ever with a voice like hers. There's nothing like her voice. Yeah. The, Beautiful, crystal clear. You know what's the funny thing about her is like, you know, she never thought she could never listen to herself back. She doesn't like to hear her voice. She always thinks about something that she wishes she did or she didn't do. And it's just breathtaking to hear that come out of her because it's it, she's pure perfection. So mm -hmm. that's that's my number one, my number one pick. Linda came up on one of our past shows i don't remember what the yeah. topic was but we talked about linda once before and i think that at that time i said she has always been someone that to me can sing any style of music like she was born to sing yeah. that style of music she recorded rock and uh like a real quick dip of toe into new wave and some country and um yeah. and very traditional country too the album that she did with uh in the trio the yes. two trio oh yeah i love those they're they're amazing um and she did opera and she did big band i mean she can do anything she can i just think she's amazing i love the trio records and yeah. when i i saw her with the trio tour so oh. it's not really it's not really seeing her because right you get the, you get the ch but it's all but it also does because emmy harris is also amazing um well i also yeah. haven't seen her and love to and i was just instantly struck by her range because i had heard her on oh, record God. i had heard her on record right but when you hear someone on record you never expect the range to be mimicked live for some reason right you always expect to be different but it was like mm. this is like friggin amazing wow um, um the others like kind of just off the top of my head the who um mm. and i would have had a chance you know and i know they had the 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 tour in like 1984, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Uh, was it? I can't remember 82? now. Oh, maybe. Maybe it was 80. Yes, it was 82. Because, you know, another band that I never saw, The Clash. Didn't they open? Yes. So I never saw The Clash. I, I got to see um, Big Audio Dynamite like 14 times. Seriously. I yeah. loved them so much. Um, but I never did see The Clash. And so that's a huge regret. Um, so The Who, The Clash. And on a whole other 180 uh also james taylor who was oh, wow. kind of a real favorite of mine because in it really reminds me of my camp days sleepaway camp we we would it just it was like a staple james taylor was like a staple of our um 
our camp um, sing-alongs and everything. So, you know, that he's another one. I, I mean, I don't know if he still plays, but maybe I still have an opportunity to see him if he does. I don't know. There's not a lot of people that would put The Clash and James Taylor together <laughs> on their wish list of shows, which I think is very cool. <laughs> okay, thanks. The Clash is also on my list. Uh, I worked with a guy at the library who used to live in New York and saw the three, the three shows, the three infamous shows back to back with the fire. He just every every time we talk about music he goes, "Well, when I saw the Clash, I'm just like, ah, nice." <laughs> You know, and the last time they played St. Louis was like 1981 or 82, and they played on the same night as Laurie Anderson. Um, and I was like 12, so there's no way I could have went. So that's the one and only time I would have had to have seen The wow. Clash. And uh, I think if Joe Strummer had lived, I maybe would be able to say I saw The Clash because I think things were moving that way. Yeah. But um, I did yeah. meet Joe Strummer. I met Ooh. Joe Strummer. And I we did? Yeah. Oh, I used to work uh, interning at Virgin before I started working there full time. It was way before I started working there full time. And he was in, we had that um, earthquake weather album that he did. It was, yeah. um, and I timed it so that I could take the elevator downstairs with him, which I did. And and I walked him back to his Gramercy uh, hotel because I was living over there and uh, not at the hotel. And um <laughs> And we had an, a little, uh, we had a whole conversation walking back, but we also totally like butted heads on you two. Like, I love them. He hated them. And it was like, we were arguing. I was like, I'm sitting here arguing with Joe Strummer. <laughs> I, I, I met him when he was doing doing the tour with the Pogues. Okay. Yeah. And I was just like, it is so great to see you. And I was talking about The Clash. And I talked about some of his solo records. Yeah. And um, like the Mescalero stuff. The Mescalero and, stuff. Oh, and I, I, and then I started talking to him about, like, you know, I, one of my favorite things to do is to turn the sound down on Spaghetti Westerns and listen to your records. Oh, man. And then he started talking about Spaghetti Westerns for like 15 minutes <laughs> and I couldn't get him to stop. And I had a black eye at the time. Right. Um, so he's like, how'd you get the black eye? I'm like, it's not that exciting. A friend of mine was lifting the trunk door on his car and I was I'm, he's like, oh, you've got to come up with a better story than that, mate. Um, you know, um, and I, I, you know, it was great. I, I I love the Pogues, but I was there to see Joe Strummer and I I figured it was the only time I'd see him. And it was, it was, I, I, it's the closest thing I'll be to seeing the clash. Yeah. Alan, do you have anybody on your list? Uh, nope. I've seen everybody I ever (laughs) wanted to see. Well, I figured you would. Totally. No, totally kidding. I have a, I have a lot of stuff that I've never seen and the big thing on my list is Prince. Mm-hmm. I have been a Prince fan for a million years and uh, like have every album, every 12 inch, every import, live shows, everything. But I have never seen him in concert. And there were a couple of opportunities that I either they they were in town and I because like in the 90s, he would they would do things where they would like book a show but they would not announce it until like a day before the actual show so you had to hear about it and you had to get a ticket to get there and i would always hear about them like the next day or some crap um in the 80s um like when he was doing the big tours like around uh purple rain and around the world in a day and that those those albums somehow i just always missed him and i don't know how the love sexy tour i was like really I don't remember I had some conflict with or something. 
So the last opportunity that I would have had would be to see him in Atlanta at the Fox Theater on the, uh, he was doing that tour where it's basically just him and a piano. And I could have gone. That was like my my opportunity. That was my window. The window has opened. And he was doing two shows, a five o'clock and an eight o'clock, I believe it was. And um, I thought, you know, I should go, but I don't want like my first and possibly only time ever seeing Prince to be just him and a piano. If it's not him and a full band, it's not going to be the same. And I'm, you know, and it'll be fine, but I'll, I'll feel like I'm missing out on something. So I'll just wait till the next time. And then, of course, on the flight home after the 8 p.m. show, he gets sick. The plane basically has to pull over. They finally get him home and he dies a couple of days later. So that was he, the, the Atlanta shows were the last things oh. that he did. And this was, you know, not long. This was a couple of months after Bowie died. And yeah. at those shows, he played Heroes as a tribute to Bowie. Yeah. So I cannot believe that I was so stupid to miss those shows, not because of the way the circumstances turned out afterward, but just because it's Prince. Even if it's just him and the piano, it's going to be so brilliant. Why Uh, was I so dumb to not go? A friend of mine was at one of those two shows, and she Uh, said it was amazing. Oh, my God. I cannot yeah. believe that I passed that up. That's just he, the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. He played in the in the 90s, like right when he wasn't really ha- putting re- records on major labels. Yeah. He played at the Gateway Convention Center in uh, Collinsville, Illinois. And the sound was like, you know, the sound like you were playing in a convention center. It was not the best sound in the world, but he brought in all of his own people and anything and everything. And it was pretty incredible. But he was really concerned about playing the new material that night, and he didn't really dig deep into the catalog. No, he did a lot of that. In the but night. I I didn't care. I right. was just like, I didn't leave the show thinking, oh, man, he didn't play this or this. I was just like mesmerized by the virtuosity, if, if that's a thing, right? Um, just the whole way that he handled going transitions from songs, the way that he just sort of moved around on stage, everything. It was It was utterly fascinating. I would love to have seen him in like a larger, bigger space. Alan, I want. I'm curious, or any of you, did you guys ever see Wendy and Lisa? Because I <sighs> that was one of the, my favorite shows of all time. Um, I I did see them at Six Six Flags. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's yeah. interesting. I did not, but I did see, and this is the closest I ever came to Prince. I did see the Revolution when they toured. Oh in man, oh. holy! Oh wow, shit! That was a good show. Oh, my God. And so that was basically, you know, that whole, like, classic lineup. Yeah. And they had a, a guest vocalist who toured with them who did the the really high register stuff like Kiss, you know, those kind of songs. Yeah. And everything else was sung by either Wendy or Brown Mark. And, oh, my God, that was yeah. an amazing show. Holy shit. I've got a list of about nine artists uh, maybe i'm an overachiever here but um, no, or an I'm, underachiever in I'm fact that i never saw any of these guys <laughs> <laughs> you know until hopefully this week because i already mentioned the top of my list was porcupine tree um they put out their last album the incident in i think it was 2010 they toured that then they kind of just went their separate ways and it was always when are they coming back together and after a while Stephen wilson started saying 
that band is done. I'm done with it. I'm 100% focused on my solo work. We hit 2020. We hit the pandemic. In fact, I think it was 21. And out of the blue, they wipe their social media and start posting some something cryptic, like just letters. And a couple of days later, they drop a new single, along with the announcement they're doing a full new album and a tour. And I'm thinking, mm. I got to go. This this has been the band I've most wanted to see, and I've since I've been over here, I've got to go. And they initially announced some UK dates, and I was thinking, okay, maybe I'll go back to London, see them in London. Then they dropped their US dates and just didn't come to the South. So looked at the dates, and I kind of went, well, they're playing three of my bucket list venues that I've never seen a show in. They're playing Radio City in New York. They're playing The Greek in LA. And they're playing The Masonic in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought, oh, which do I go to? And then I eventually opted for Radio City just because the flight's a lot shorter and it's in a city I actually really, really like. I can't stand San Francisco. I've never been to LA. So there's that kind of comfort factor of a city I'm somewhat familiar with. So they were top of my list and I'm about to go and see them, um, assuming nothing goes wrong. So knock on all the wood for me, please. Aside from them, Every other band fits in one of three categories. Um, One where they will never tour again because a key member is dead. Mm -hmm. One where it was a limited time collaboration and they will probably never collaborate again. And then the third one is where some of the band members just fucking hate each other. Um, I'll take the last category because I know you all will give me some stick (laughs) over my pick here. I know who it's going to be. Yeah, you do, because I am I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Don't. It is actually Oasis. No! Because yes. they're a dumb <laughs> rock band. But they look like they always put on a hell of a live show. Right. And while I will probably never listen to an Oasis studio album from the first song through the last in order, I think I would probably quite enjoy seeing them live. But yeah. Noel and Liam hate each other so much, that's just never going to happen. As long as Liam keeps calling Noel a potato on Twitter, it's just not <laughs> happening. So I could, I could pivot off of that a little bit. Um, Is it about potatoes? <laughs> no, but it does involve brothers. Mm. Not, as, not as interesting as potatoes. I have brothers you go too. For Spandau Ballet? Uh, I hate Spandau Ballet. Um, I, I wish I wish a truck would fall off. No. Um, oh wow! No, I, I I did get to see Ray Davies on the Storyteller Story, mm. right? And um, I have never seen the Kinks, and I know there's always the talk of in the same way that there's always talk about oh Oasis will get them back together. There was also the same talk about the Kinks, right? And for me, that is one of the signs of the apocalypse. Because <laughs> if those two are actually on the same stage. Um, so I completely understand that about, about Brothers. I saw Crowded House, but of course never was able to see Split Ends. And oh, that's, they're nice. one of my favorite bands. So, um, And of course, Neil and Tim were in started Split Ends. So. The next category is the limited time engagement, i.e. it was a collaboration. It was only ever really intended for one album, one tour. And I think, Rob, you may have seen this knowing you. But that's FFS 
Franz Ferdinand and Sparks. Yeah. And they didn't swing through the South. And that was a time in my life where I was going through a divorce. I did not have a lot of money to sling around to go traipsing across the country to go and see them somewhere like New York. I wish I had seen them on that tour. The, the nice thing is there was so much video footage available from it because they played a lot of festivals. At one point, their entire Glasto set was on YouTube. Yeah, that's so I at least got to kind of get the idea of what they look like and what what the set was, the kind of onstage chemistry. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes me even more mad I didn't get to see them live because they looked like they were so good together. That's um, what I just... I just went through that with Duran Duran because they, they didn't come here. They came to Chicago, but it was the United Center, which is like playing a cavern. It's like 80,000 seats, right? And the sound mm-hmm. is always terrible. But they had a show of them playing in um, Portugal on YouTube, the entire set. And they just looked like they were having a lot of fun, and it was great. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that in, in a very similar way. I, I would li- I'm curious about those shows, even though I've seen – some of the festival stuff i wanted to see how they did sort of the the chemistry live because what i've heard about the band chemistry and since then i want to be able to sort of look at it with fresh eyes and see like okay at what point did the chinks in the armor happen which i know sounds kind of yeah masochistic but i mean um you, you look at the glasto show and you could tell they were having a really good time but then you look at rock and insane in france and capronos just looked done yeah and at some point yeah something changed i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little pivot myself okay off of um anthony getting the opportunity to go to new york to see porcupine tree and a few years ago my housemate um who was a big aha fan aha had never really done much in the states and they were doing at the time that was going to be their 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 goodbye tour this is our final thing we're we're going out and they did three shows in the u.s and one of them was in new york and my housemate went to see him and he wanted me to come with him and at that time i was just not in the financial position plus i was working retail and you just can't like get away from stupid retail whenever you want. So I had to pass. So I have still Uh, never seen aha. And, but I could have because my housemate was going and we could have gone up, you know, gotten a flight, booked a hotel together, gone to the show together. And I wasn't able to take him up on that. So that's another one of my uh, regrets. Maybe on a future occasion, because they're touring again now, aren't they? Yes. So it's not, yeah, like it'll never be the opportunity. I know. And when anytime somebody says that it's their farewell tour, you never believe it. So no. Yeah. You no. always think they're coming oh. back for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel yeah. like sometimes they say that shit just to sell more tickets. And of now, I kind of appreciate that with what Porcupine Tree are doing and that they've said, Yeah, this might be the last time we tour. We don't know at this point. Right. It's right. been twelve that seems years. Fair enough. Yeah. Are we gonna do yeah. it again? We're we're in our fifties and sixties. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Who knows? Right. Yeah. So I was like that with with madness i've never uh got to see madness they did do a concert during the pandemic that i got to see them play but it's not quite the same thing and they had a couple shows they were going to do in boston and one in vegas and i was going to go to the one in boston and it just the timing was terrible and i didn't get to see them um 
by all accounts, they're terrific live. They are. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's on that's on my list. I saw them at the pier. That was such a great show. I I would have loved, upon hindsight, to have been able to see Duke Ellington. Um, just because the more I listen to his records, the more I realize the guy's a genius. I had a chance to go see Fats Domino, and I couldn't get off work because I was working retail, right? Yep. Now, I went to New Orleans. Uh, Janet had a conference, and I went to New Orleans with her. And... Um, Fats Domino at the time, he had a home where he was living in, right? And during the day, they would take him out of their little retirement home and bring him back to his old house. And he'd, get to, he'd sit on the porch and, and just hang out, right? And a friend of mine knew this. So I got to go to Fats Domino's house Whoa. and see Fats Domino. And literally, all I could do is just stand there and go, hi, you know, for like two minutes and then somebody kind of got, and it was like a three-minute conversation, and that was it. She didn't do long conversations. It doesn't count, but I would love to have seen Fats Domino because even before, before I'd say the, the hurricane, about five or ten years before the hurricane, he was still touring and still really great live. Um, so I would have liked to have seen him. And oddly enough, um, this is where everything takes a far turn into the left. I would love to have seen Liberace. Um, mm. Just because the sheer, um, in the same way that when you'd see like an Elvis or a Beatles or something, you know you're seeing like show show a show show right. But it is such a combination freak show virtuosity and like showmanship right. Say what you want about them. the 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 dude understood the concept of showmanship right and the idea of flourishes and concerts and everything was like so big and over the top. I almost wanted to see that for itself and also. I kind of wanted to see the audience reaction to it um, because there were people up until he got sick that didn't know about his lifestyle that were like buying into like mm-hmm. Liberace as a heartthrob, right? So um, I kind of. Sorry, how wanted... did people not know? <laughs> when I went did to you? the Vegas, oddly, when I went to the Liberace Museum in Vegas, which oddly enough, I was there for like four I was hours, there too. I literally at times laughed so hard that my asthma kicked in. <laughs> but. But like a lot of the women that were the tour guides and worked in the gift shop, they all swore he was just really flamboyant and misunderstood. Mm-hmm. You know, I was lucky enough to see Little Richard. So that's kind of along the same lines. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to sort of see something just that was that much of a spectacle. Because yeah. we're not going to see anything. You know, I think Prince was probably the last of the big spectacle artists left, right? And Michael and people like that, right? Yeah. There's just not a lot of people that are like devoted to the, like they fully buy into the showman idea. So I have, that is my left turn into weird. I have two, uh, speaking of spectacles, I have two shows that are, again, complete opposites that I, two bands that I would love to see that did, you know, make spectacles in great ways of themselves. Um, one is Queen, and that obviously goes to Anthony's point of people who are not ever going to. That's know, on my list were, as well, Steph. Oh, yeah. really? Mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know why I never. What is wrong with me that I never got to see them? I just never. It was. I I really think I've been appreciating them more as I got older. Though I wasn't always such a huge fan and didn't realize the magic of his voice at that when I was younger. I think so. Maybe that's why I just never went and bought a ticket. But it's a kind when, of magic. When yeah. did Freddie die? Was that ninety two? I think it was ninety one. Early, 91. yeah. So, 
my like my that. excuse is I would have been three or four right. when he died. <laughs> Anthony's got. I, mean, I feel like excuse. that's valid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when he played here, I was the last time he played St. Louis. I was very very young, so I would not have been able to see him. I was fortunate enough to have seen him at Live Aid, not in person, but oh. like like everybody else. Yeah. So I'm thankful yeah. that I saw that. Yeah. But that's an instance of seeing an artist at the peak of their game and going, mm. man, I really, really, really want to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, and I, I think I spent like five years after Live Aid, like literally every time anyone mentioned a concert, like, man, I wish I could see Queen, you know, and I still do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good call. My other band, which I guess now would go to Anthony's point of being a little too young, although, I mean, my parents could have taken me. But uh, is going to see the Osmonds because mm. I loved the Osmonds so much I saw when the I was Osmonds. younger, and I still love the Osmonds. You did? They yeah. played at Six Flags here um, years ago. I think I was eleven, uh-huh. and I went with my grandma and my aunt. Yeah, who just they just loved that little Jimmy Osmond. Oh, he's adorable. <laughs> no, but and I, I just, mean, they're just—it was just. It was hot. Yeah, like there's so there's so many good songs. I've been just like jamming out to the greatest hits in my car lately, and there's just so many. And me, nobody, I don't think they get enough credit. I really don't. Their their voices are excellent, and like Meryl has a rock and roll voice like no one's business with that grit in it. He was fantastic, and I'll and and I always think about it too. Marie was 13 years old when Paper Roses came out. 13 and she had that voice even then you know so and and of course they were performing since they were five years old um mm-hmm. and they, they they were true professionals in the way that the jacksons were like they were there was that whole yeah. you know kind of you know over and over and over do it again do it again do it because so they were perfect you know so those you know, are it, two in a parallel universe they made an album with rick rubin Oh, that, would, that would be crazy. <laughs> that would be absurdly like it, it would be a, the top of the noise wars. <laughs> but you know what he, what he did to Glenn Campbell and what he did for Johnny, you know? Yeah. So the rest of mine are all artists where one or more members have sadly passed. Uh, you already mentioned Queen. I, I would have loved to have seen them with Freddie. I know they're doing their thing with Adam Lambert today. Yeah. But it's, it's not quite the same. Yeah. Um, top of my list on on that would be Black Sabbath with Dio, not with Ozzy. Um, yeah. or, I, saw uh, him. Oh, I hate you. Oh. Um, or, or you know, in their later days, Heaven and Hell, I had a chance yeah. to go see them. Someone bought me a ticket, and I just something happened with work again. I was working retail at the time, and I couldn't go. God, retail sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pink Floyd are up there. Mm. They kind of fit in in both, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, they've they've lost a couple of members, and then Gilmore and and um, Waters kind of hate each other as well. So That's on my list too. Yeah. The Bee Gees, I would have loved to have seen the Bee Gees. Yes. Um, yes. You know what amazing songwriters, what amazing voices. Uh, everyone remembers them for the the disco and the falsettos, but you listen to their early material. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. Right. My God, they were good. Right. Obvious one, Bowie. Mm. You know, by the time I was of concert going age, he wasn't really touring anyway. Um, but I, I would have dearly loved to have seen Bowie. And then last but not least, uh, goth metal band Typo Negative. I would have loved oh, to have man. seen them. I saw them. Um, I mean, I bet that was a good show, Rob. 
it's probably it was, not your kind of thing music no no but. well i mean it's you know when i that kind of stuff i'm kind of hitting i take i'm very peculiar with the stuff i like i got on a list with that um at the station because they i think they played with godflesh okay or not but they played they played a small venue like a smaller size venue here right um and it was loud. It was. It's in the top five loud shows I've ever seen. <laughs> it's also in the top five darkest shows I've ever seen because I don't remember actually physically seeing them. But um, <laughs> it was not like Jesus and Mary Jane dark or Interpol dark, but it was pretty close. Um, but I, I just remember the percussion was great, the guitars were great, and like it was just non. It was relentless. Yeah, I remember and, that. And you know, Pizza Steel was a big guy i mean he was something like six foot six yeah um i always want i've all i've constantly ever since i found out that glenn danzig is incredibly short i've been trying to find a photo of the two of them together because they must have hung out with the same crew they must have (laughs) so i want evidence of these two hanging out together but sadly it's yet to come but Uh, i i really would have loved to have seen typo um you know i think peter Steele was a giant of a personality uh, both physically and just stage presence. Um, mm-hmm. One hell of a bassist and quite the sense of humor in their music. Um, so have, that's my list, I guess. I'm I'm out. You would have alluded to <laughs> you alluded to bands where people hate each other that are in the band. Yeah, and I am monthly, probably at least once, regretful that I will never get to see the jam. Oh yeah, mm. yep. Um, good good one. Good call. Um, I know that they they each have got sort of gone their own ways, and um, they'll just it's just not going to happen. But man, I'd love to see the jam. I saw so. the Style Council, and they were great. But it's but like, yeah, the jam. The jam weren't the jam exactly. Yeah. Yep, yeah, they weren't the jam. Um, um, retail killed a couple of my opportunities to see <laughs> Bowie as well. Um, I did see him in '87 on the Glass Spider tour, but um, there were a few other opportunities that I sadly missed because of stupid retail and then uh, i one time and i think it was on the last tour the the reality tour i think that was when it was um he he was playing atlanta and then somewhere in florida and on that exact same weekend i was moving from florida to atlanta oh man so we were like we like crossed like ships in the night and we were in opposite cities on both of those nights so no opportunity then. Did you uh, <laughs> did you wave to him as you drove I past did. him on seventy five? I did. I don't think he saw me, <laughs> but he knows, man. He knows. And I got to tell you, not necessarily an artist, but I, you know, I have an obsession with Live Aid, and I really wish I had been there. Yeah. Um, and I've watched. You know, I, I watched the entire thing on broadcast. I did not move well, except for when I had to pee. And um, once the like, I guess it was 20 years later when the DVD set finally came out. I watched that literally hundreds of times yeah, from start to finish, you know, and then watched, you know, particular segments of it a lot more. But the whole entire thing, top to bottom, like at least 100 times. It is. Incredible. So I really wish. Yeah, I wish I'd been there for that. God, yeah. what an amazing show that was. I'm that same way with the Beatles at Shea Stadium. Mm. Uh, even though I know I couldn't have heard it. Or the Beatles anywhere. Yeah. Um, right, exactly. I know exactly. I couldn't have heard it at all. Right. But um, when I lived in New York, um, 
I, I met a guy who worked on the Ed Sullivan show who was on the side of the stage when they played Ed Sullivan. Mm-hmm. And his stories about that. And I'm like, I really hate you. Um, but he said, you know, when you could hear them, they were, they yeah. were, they were competent music. You know, I'm like, he's like, oh, when you could hear them. I'm like, when you could hear them. I love yeah. that. Um, yeah. I am of the age, too, that um, I would love to have seen Marvin Gaye and Bill Withers. And um, that's not going to happen, which is really sad. Um, obviously, I would like to have seen Joy Division, just because I'm sure by contrast to New Order, it's far different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I also, I know, I, I still have a chance for this, but I want to see Lady Smith Black Bombazo. Ooh, yes. I would I not really, have thought of that, but yes. I really want to see that, because that type of uh, music uh, yeah. doesn't, doesn't get the, the due that it's here, in this, that it's due in the States. And everybody I know who's seen them has said they're amazing. Oh, yeah. 100%. Alan, similar to your Live Aid performance, I wish I'd been able to be at um, Music for Montserrat at the Royal Albert Hall in 97. Um, mm-hmm. That had Midyear, Phil Collins, Knopfler, Sting, Elton John, Clapton, Ooh, and Paul mm-hmm. McCartney. Yeah. And there's Knopfler did Money for Nothing with Clapton playing rhythm guitar Phil Collins on drums and Sting just standing there doing backing vocals, not mm-hmm. even playing bass. And yeah. that is just the most ridiculous <laughs> super group I have ever had the pleasure of watching. And to experience that live would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. What's that concert? Music for Montserrat. Yeah. I thought of somebody else who I, I would have just loved to have seen, which is Simon and Garfunkel. I oh, don't yeah. know if. Yeah. They, I I saw them in Central Park. You did. You saw that show. Oh, really? That <laughs> that would be oh the show. God, that's a legendary show. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Um, and I kind of felt a little underwhelmed at the time. And, and the guy next to me was like, "No, no, you're supposed to feel that way because they don't like each other that much. That we're all feel." So that made me feel better. Yeah. I, I I mean, we talk about bands where you could feel the tension. Even that late, you could feel the tension. But I'm still glad I saw them because. Oh yeah. Um, you could you could tell that there was something magical when those two people played together, right? Even though they couldn't stand each other, and then sometimes that makes the best partners, right, for a band. Like yeah. that friction sometimes is what is what is the chemistry between people, you know? Yeah. Even though it is a friction. Stephanie, did you see that video uh, from maybe two two years ago, maybe a little bit more, where um, it was just this surprise appearance? Art is at, um, you know, like yes. he, he got up on stage and they did Sounds of Silence. Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, Amazing. okay. Can you imagine being at that show? <laughs> like, no, what? I can't. Hear, hearing that in Central Park, you know, with like thousands of other people and it just was completely silent mm. and quiet and outside. It was pretty amazing. And I did not know. Um, as much about Simon and Garfunkel then as I do, as I knew now, as yeah. I know now, I just knew that like, okay, I, I, I need to see this. Some other bands that I wish I could have seen. Um, I never got to see ELO and I know Jeff <laughs> Lynn's going to kind of do a tour thing, but it's not exactly the same. I'd love to have seen ELO, A-Dub Stole Mine with uh, the Bee Gees. Um, but I completely concur with that. And I, I would love to have uh, seen XTC. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah, there's a lot of those kind of like early, I don't know if you'd call them punk or just, what do you call it? New wave Post slash. Punk. Yeah. yeah. A lot of bands I in that era that, like you said, the jam, stuff like that, there's that I would have just loved to see. But it was, I feel like I was just like maybe 12 or 13 and I couldn't, you know, yeah. there wasn't, you know, my first concert, I was 15. So I would like to have seen Simple Minds before the Once Upon a Time tour because I think they were a different band. I saw um, what, 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 Once Upon a Time. Oh, I did see them before that because I guess that's. Uh, you Go Dream. No, the one after that with Waterfront. Sparkle in the Rain. Sparkle, Sparkle in the Rain. rain. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic tour. But yeah. I've got one that um, I was reminded of last week when I was talking to my friend um, Vicky and we were talking about the uh, the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert. She mentioned um, a band that Stuart Copeland was in after the police called Animal Logic. Oh, and yeah. she had said that she had seen them. And I was like, what? Uh, they, they put out two albums and uh, it was Stuart and jazz bass legend Stanley Clark. I mean, who would ever have thought that pairing? But then their whole story behind the project is that they wanted to find a an unknown singer-songwriter and sort of put them in the spotlight. And they came up with this, this girl named Deborah Holland, who is a wonderful songwriter and a great singer. And this combination was so unusual, but it both of their albums I absolutely love and I would love to have seen them live and my friend Vicky saw them and I was like mind blown because I just don't know anybody that even knows who they are much less saw them live I knew so, who they are but I never saw on. them that was a, yeah. that's a good pick yeah Steph do you have anybody else on your list no, I mean, no, other than like, you know, people like, like you, who are, you're, it's, you would have never seen them because of your age. You're too, it's it, too long ago, but Elvis, I mean, just Elvis, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're going to go deep into that, the Beatles, yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. the obvious one, I, I would have loved to have seen them, but that was last time Beatles. they played was, you know, 20 years before I was born. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's just so many of, of that of those eras mm -hmm. because there was a many that we would have probably wanted to see, but you know, I guess it's more like the ones in our lifetime that we could have actually seen. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. If we're going that route, then I want access to a time machine. Yeah. I want to take a GoPro. I want something like really high quality to film a show with. And I want to go back to 74 and see one of david bowie's diamond dogs shows which oh, yeah my reputation was a spectacular show and unlike anything that was happening and there's just no record of it there's no visual record there's like nothing in the way of film footage um anything there is like photographs of the model that they used to design the show you know like the stage set it's in miniature, you know, like and where they're just sort of like planning out all the stuff. So that exists. And you can see photos of that and like sketches. That sounds like, like Spinal that. Tap. <laughs> they're sketching right. it on a napkin Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I would do the world of Bowie fans a favor and I would take a trip back and film in its entirety a Diamond Dogs show. In 4K. In 4K. Correct. Cool. That's it. Yeah, I you know, growing up as a as a young hoodlum, um, I wish I could have seen the Dead Kennedys and Black Flag. 
Yeah, there's uh, a lot of oh, punk yeah. stuff too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean um, when Black Flag was still actually good? When Rollins was in Black Flag, when they were at the top of their game, you know, um, I, I, they, they played here, and I stood outside the bar where they were going to play, and it was supposed to be a twenty-one and over show, but they were letting like, you know, they'd let the girl from Small Wonder in at this point. I mean, they're not listening to it, right? They're not paying attention. But then, like me and my friends try to get in, they're like, no, 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 no. So, like, they had the 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 letting people in and out was pretty sketchy. And by the time they switched doorman and there was a new door guy that was going to let people in, they had reached the capacity. Um, I, yeah, I just wish, you know, I, I want to, I've seen, you know, a little bit of footage, but I'd, I'd like to see Henry Rollins making music in the context of Black Flag. I just wish I could see yeah. that. Um, yeah. Complete 360, I would like to have seen Jimmy Cliff. Um, I think I would rather have seen Jimmy Cliff more than Marley. Um just because of the uh, sort of the virtuosity of it again. Um, yeah. So that's on, that's on my list as well. A lot of the stuff you're, you know, the punk uh, bands, a lot of the LA bands I didn't really see. And, and there's a, I don't know, you probably heard of it, but Erg, the music war. That, yes. Uh, there's a lot of bands in there that I just, that, you know, some of them are really super unknown, but some of them, of course, like the police are obviously, uh, very well known, but there's a lot of bands in there that I would have dug seeing for sure. Yeah. I know um, Alan's probably got me beat to this, but uh, I wish I could have seen Rush. Um, just literally, like, I don't know a single music fan that I know who just hasn't said, like, how great they were live. Oh, my God. Uh, so I, I, wish I, I wish I could have seen Rush. I've seen Kiss, but I haven't seen Kiss, like, at the height of Kiss. I'd like to have seen Kiss in the 70s. I think mm -hmm. I would like to have seen that. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd like to see Roxy music. But, mm. you know, those are all kind of at the end of my tenure. Yeah. I, I would have liked to have seen Yes before Steve Howe kind of gave up. Yeah, that's a... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm with you, Rob. I would have liked to have seen Roxy music. Um, I know they're literally about to tour, but two two destination concerts so close together was just not affordable for me so it was a choice yeah. between porcupine tree or roxy and yeah. i chose porcupine tree and i would like to have seen the infamous country outlaws tour with uh is it cash christopherson and whalen oh yeah uh, i would like to have seen that hmm. and merle haggard i never got to see merle haggard either, which makes me sad so that's it for this week looking back at artists we wish you could have seen. Uh, we want to thank you for your, for your time and attention. And please subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends about us so people can um, investigate us. And if people want to investigate us, Alan, where can they find you and I and the podcast? You can find the podcast on all the major platforms where you find good podcasts because good ones are there and so are we. Or something, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, Spotify... Spotify and Apple and Google and, you know, all the all the usual suspects. And then you can find me. I've got another podcast, Earth Station Trek, which is a Star Trek review, mostly review show. And that's can be found in all those same places. Anthony, how about you? So as usual, you can also find me on the Watchers in the Fourth Dimension podcast. We are watching our way through all of Doctor Who from 1963 until now. And in our most recent episode, 
we just started on the Tom Baker era. So we are moving into that iconic time. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc., etc., wherever you like to get your podcasts, including wherever you're listening to this one. So please do give us a listen if you like Doctor Who. And where can we find the Stephanie Seymour? You can find me on Bandcamp. You can find me at my website, therearebirds.com. My Facebook page is Stephanie Seymour Music. And my Instagram is there underscore are underscore birds. And of course, all streaming platforms. And please listen to her single, There Was a Time, because she'll get pennies on the dollar every time you listen to it. That's right. You'll get fractions of pennies on the dollar, but it's still something. Thank you. <laughs> and it'll be the best earworm you've had all year. Thanks, Rob. There um, was a time. Look at Alan singing my song. Wait a minute. I, I won't because I'll butcher it. My singing voice is <laughs> Yeah, I don't good. sing well either. I hum well. Um, I am available at KDHX on our website, kdhx.org, as the host of Juxtaposition. Um, kdhx.org. It's Wednesday nights from 7 to 9 Central. All the shows are archived for two weeks. So you can uh, hear me there and also on uh, the Weekend Justice podcast for needcoffee.com. Thank you so much, guys, for doing this. I know it was fun kind of playing woulda, coulda, shoulda. And we'll be back next week. And please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And and what? Subscribe? Is that what you said? Yes. You said subscribe, subscribe, but I'm not sure. Can can you say that a little louder one last time? Subscribe. Thank you. Because there was a time. (laughs) <laughs> when you might be have said to yourself, I wish I could subscribe to a podcast. And and it would be this one. It would be this one. Yeah. There <laughs> okay, was a good. time. We're just making sure. There was a time. All right. We're out. See you. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tea Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.